worry, man. We're gonna have a ton of fun. We'll eat some melon. I'll get some compliments on my pretty makeup. You look like a target. I look pretty! It's podcast time. Group on Grammar Friends. We'll talk about Barry Disneyland's Matt the Man and Ames the Woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are talking about Adventure Time from the very beginning all the way to the end. Yes, we are. Matt. Yeah. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. We're sitting here sipping our hot brown. Yep. <laughs> it's so if you know what hot brown is, go back like 15 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the, to the, one of our longest episodes was like... Uh, it's coffee. It's cool that coffee. was one of our longest episodes. Hopefully mm. we don't repeat that today with um, the rambling side tangents. Of a Sunday morning. Yeah, that's what happens. Sunday mornings, our episodes always go longer because we're invigorated with coffee. Even though my, <laughs> my coffee invigoration hasn't quite kicked in yet. So, yes, what you been up to? Um, rock climbing. We just bought our own rock climbing gear. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We drove up to Seattle. Yeah. And to get some a, gear. Yep. Made a day out of it. And uh, we went to, uh, so if you are ever in the Seattle area and you are a pizza aficionado, um, we recommend checking out North Lake Tavern. We are not sponsored by them, but their pizza is legendary. Yeah. Their service sucks, but oh, yeah. their pizza is great. Exactly. It's like you, there's a trade-off. Like you got to go in knowing that the service is going to be not the best. Yes. But the um, pizza is so good. Like seriously, it was like we were an inconvenience to the waitress. Like I was like. And that's been the case every time we've every gone time, there. Every yep. time. Every time we go. It doesn't matter who it is. So whatever. But uh, pizza is great. Yeah. Also, you know what else is great? What? Um, I've been getting back into regular show, which is something I've never seen a lot of. Yeah. I don't know if you got one or two listeners. I'm like, ah, stop it. <laughs> but um, I saw that episode, you know, Excellent or whatever it's called. Yeah. The one where uh, Rigby's trying to get the hat. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it yesterday and then last night we watched it together. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. good. I think I need to watch more of the show to really fully appreciate um, what I watched in Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Totally understandable. Yeah. So. We're going to record today, then we're going to go do some rock climbing. Yeah. And then I'm going to go to work later. It's going to be magical. Magical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, with that said, should we get to it? Let's do it. All right. So we have two episodes, BMO Lost and... Princess Potluck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kick it. Kick it. Is that, does it say kick it at the beginning of that song? That's the wrong song. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I don't know my uh, Beastie Boys, I guess. <laughs> That's not a Beastie Boys song. What? <laughs> the What's kick, kick it, it from? Is, the kick it is, but not what you just started singing. Oh, that's a... You gotta fight for your right to party. It does sound like smoke and water. Well, that's Beastie Boys' fault. Okay. I don't know the words. <laughs> this is going to be a rough episode. Oh, yeah. All right. So the first episode is BMO Lost. IMDb rating 8.2. Wow. Overall number 121. 17th episode of the season. Um, directed by Nate Cash. Written and storyboarded by Tom Herpich and Steve Wolfhard. Original air date, April 15th, 2013. And 2.39 million U.S. viewers. Okay. 
And the title card is a picture of Bimo peeping through some brush. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple. Um, Reminds me of the movie Predator. Yeah. I mean, it's this episode, before we even get started, I think the, the animation style of this episode is really cool. There's a lot of fine details and like the landscaping that they did. Yeah. It just, it, it's such a cool episode. I really enjoyed it. And something we always point out is like how great the backgrounds are in the show. Mm -hmm. And this episode's all about those backgrounds. Yeah. And the, the colorscapes that they used were just, it was totally my jam. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So this episode starts off with a group of insects breakdancing while Bimo watches from the tree fort. Bimo says that breakdancing is cool and attempts to dance the wave and do the worm, but is interpreted interrupted when a giant eagle swoops down and snatches Bimo um, from above and takes it back to her nest. Must have um, uh, misunderstood that Bimo was actually not a worm, but a... Yeah. Computer. Which is funny because like, you look at Bimo, it's like, that's not a worm, that's a box. <laughs> yep. Uh, the bird feeds Bimo to her chicks, but Bimo attempts to escape but fails to because the mama bird like pushes Bimo down and it shows like multiple attempts from Bimo like trying to pop up out of the. <laughs> out like of the baby bird's mouth. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. And the mama's just like, no, and pushes it back down. It's great. Yep. And then they fall asleep. The funniest part is Bimo trying to do the worm. Yes. But, you know, Bimo's body is just shaped like a box. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> it was great. I loved it. So in the morning, Bimo escapes the baby eagle's mouth and looks to see where they are. So Bimo can see the tree fort very far away and begins to climb out of the nest. So Bimo climbs off the eagle's nest, but it's startled. But it's startled when a worm jumps out from under the nest. And it's like, hey, it's safe under here. <laughs> like, just totally shocks Bimo. It was so great. So Bimo slides down the mountain and falls on their screen, which breaks. Um, so Bimo shouts for Finn and Jake to come kiss my face. Oh, that was so sweet. Mm -hmm. After that, a bubble comes out and asks if it might wallow with Bimo. The bubble says that it has been lost there for a long time. It says that Bimo and it can just wait to be eaten by a big carnivore. But Bimo disagrees and says that it knows two heroes that can help them. Bimo says that when they get home, they will help him find Bubble its home. Bubble says that Bimo's friends are great, and the two begin to travel. Yeah, so the Bubble's voice is done by LeVar Burton from, you know, Reading Rainbow. I remember Reading Rainbow primarily when, um, so we had a huge snowstorm here once, and we were all at school, and, like, we had to stay late at school, because it just dumped so much snow, and they put Reading Rainbow on in the gym for us, to watch mm. while we were waiting for the school buses to come and pick us up. You're like, great, more learning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this isn't school time anymore. Put something entertaining on. That's right. <laughs> so I love LeVar Burton. And as always, a special guest on the show does an awesome job with the voice work. Because... He's a major character in this episode. He is. And he was in um, Star Trek, right? Yeah, it's another Star Trek Next Generation okay. actor. Okay, cool. Yeah. Excuse me, that's two episodes in a row, right? Yeah. So, I just lost where my nose. Oh, there we go. So, in the woods, Bimo and Bubble hear movement behind some bushes. So, Bubble <laughs> gets scared and hides behind Bimo. Bimo grabs a mushroom to attack the creature and throws it, which does not go very far. So, the creature turns out to be a large, disgusting pink baby <laughs> with an unusually shaped hand. So, Bimo covers the hand of the leaf. And it's like, oh, so at first, Bimo's like, you're very handsome, and then covers the gross hand. <laughs> Which I don't and appreciate like, that. Now you're handsome. That's like uh, that's shaming. Like, mm, okay. Yeah, I hate this baby so much. Why do you hate <laughs> the baby? It's so gross and off-putting. I don't know. Yeah, it's Not called adventure it's just, time. 
<laughs> Babies in the show are Have just so grotesque looking. Have you seen this show? Ugh. This is classic Adventure Time animation. It's true. It's true. Oh, my goodness. It actually, it reminded me of that muscle man character in uh, regular, regular show. show. <laughs> yeah. No, like the shape of the body yeah, and yeah. stuff and, and the animation style. I totally get that. So thinking the baby is lost, Bimo begins to drag the baby along with the group, which is super crazy, by the way. Mm-hmm. While dragging the baby, Bubble says that they should name the baby Sparkle. Bimo disagrees, however, and thinks the baby looks more like a Ricky. <laughs> the group then comes across a bridge with no rails, debating whether to cross the bridge. Suddenly, they hear strange howling behind them in the forest. So thinking that a carnivore might be coming, they decide to let Sparkle cross first. Unfortunately, the baby tumbles off playfully, just like instantly just walks off the side of the bridge. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Like, I gasped and was just like frightened for this infant child that the animators decided said, you know what would be great? A baby in danger. A, a baby in danger. No, 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 no. Here, let's make it worse. A baby crossing a chasm with a raging river underneath and having it crawl across and falling off. Yeah. And like, how? Oh, I get it. We have to advance the plot. And. And the baby's only protection are a bubble and, and basically a Game Boy. Yes. <laughs> so, so Bebo's like, bravery, and jumps off after him. So they're caught in a moving stream. It's actually a very harrowing scene. Very. So they're heading towards a waterfall, classic, you know, movie style. But Bubble saves them by knocking a leaf over, which then hits a stick that hits a bottle that hits a rock, etc. Until everything hitting a tree trunk uh, gets knocked down or everything hits a tree trunk and it gets knocked down and it blocks Bemo and Sparkle's fall. Sparko, uh. not Sparkle. Whoops. No, it's sparkles. Oh, no, I said Sparko, though. Oh, I keep okay. saying Sparko. <laughs> I mean, Sparko works, too. Yeah. It's my wrestling um, name. <laughs> is that your drag name, Sparko? Sparko. Okay, so this was actually really clever. Uh, this whole sequence, this domino effect, it, there's, like, involved, like, a moose carcass and an old like prospector who had a shotgun and the shotgun goes off and the shotgun goes off like it, it was really cool i liked that yeah i wonder if that um that old prospector or whatever like the hunter was um a human from before the war or something yeah i don't know maybe once they are out of the water bimo tells them that their batteries are wet and takes them out turning themselves off the whole party falls asleep until the next day Beginning with Sparko, puts Bimo's <laughs> batteries back in. As they're walking, Sparko starts fussing, but is satisfied when given a rock to suck on. It's not just a rock. Like, Bimo holds up, says, this is a potato. Oh, eat the potato. Eat the potato. You're, like, giving a rock to a baby. That's all I can think of is, like... This baby's just in so much danger. This <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is worse than when Finn and Jake were asked to take care of the lilies by pb and they're like watering it with soda like wtf that was such a funny moment that episode oh my gosh well the the moment hits where they're like we killed it yep (laughs) let's see uh shortly afterwards they hear the howling again and try to hide in a hollow tree stump but sparko doesn't fit the noise gets closer and closer until they find out that it's actually the baby's mother. In case you haven't figured out, we're going to start calling Sparkle Sparko. Oh, my gosh. Our <laughs> listeners are not dumb. <laughs> they can pick up on these. So um, so this this being finds her baby. And before she goes, she shames Bimo and finally walks away like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Which I don't know why. Because, like, Bimo found a lost baby. Yeah. Yep. 
that they assumed was lost. Yeah, that's true. It might the mom might have been like feet away behind those bushes. It the sounds whole time. like it was when because she uses their her hand that that looks um, like it's deformed to like if they if they had like a human um, digits, mm-hmm. but it sounds like that was part of their. Like, like part of their genetic makeup. Yeah. yeah and that how they call for each other is they can, it's like, you know, when you would like blow and make that like sound blowing into like a, a leaf. Yeah. But they do it with their hand. Yeah. Yeah. And it's loud, like a, like a conch call. Yeah. I can't remember what it sounded like. Kitty kiki. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Anyway. So she, she uh, shamed Bimo and walks away. So Bubble whizzes uh, through the forest and rests with Bimo on a log. And Bimo explains that they miss Sparkle uh, and still call Sparkle Ricky. Just absolutely refuse it. So, yeah. So, like, um, Bubbles guess was right. The baby's name is Sparkle. Sparkle. Yeah. And Bimo's like, no, it's Ricky. Yeah. So Bubble tells them uh, that Sparkle is now safe and also tells Bimo that um, yeah, the Bubble found a couple of bugs ahead while it was wandering around, whom Bimo claims to recognize. So they run across the land until they reach the tree fort. They were not that far from the tree fort here. No, they weren't. Uh, they ring the doorbell and hear Finn and Jake squabbling. Uh, while they wait for the door to open, Bubble proposes to Bimo. Shortly after Bimo happily accepts, Jake opens the door and playfully pops B- Bubble. Uh. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Um, Bimo starts to grieve for Bubble's loss, which Finn and Jake mistake for acting and laughing at it. Suddenly, Bimo hears Bubble's voice and thinks it's going crazy. But Bubble explains that it is now air and says to Bimo... Now we can be together forever, Bimo. Every minute of every day. No more privacy. No more quiet. No more alone. Every room you go in, I'll already be there. Waiting. Forever. And ever. Until the end of time. After hearing the speech, Bimo waves their arms around happily and says, Yay! Ugh, horrifying. so what do you think of this episode dude i really like this episode a lot nice i'm glad you did you didn't i thought it was i thought it was okay i Um, thought it was okay um so this episode and princess potluck i barely remembered either of them watching them again yeah yeah i thought this one was pretty good i think this is one that i have to probably watch again to fully appreciate i don't know i liked it a lot i think that uh bimo is such a unique character within the show I felt really sad for them when they were when they were lost. And I I also saw how reliant they are on Finn and Jake. Mm-hmm. Like um, and how how they have this like affectionate relationship with each other, you know, where he's just like he fell and he cracked his screen and his they they noticed that they were hurt and called out for Finn and Jake to kiss their face. I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And with Bimo being lost, just it, it was just heartbreaking. Yeah, I, I do wonder why Finn and Jake weren't out looking for Bimo. Yeah, they clearly didn't notice that Bimo was gone. Yeah. So jacked up because it that goes back to that idea of... Um, they just kind of see these beings in their home as almost property (laughs) i guess i don't know but they have a good relationship with bimo yeah i don't know i know later the season that comes into play where you see how much they care about bimo but it's just interesting that in this episode they didn't care they didn't seem to at all Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i wonder how long bimo was gone so it had to be two days because it because bimo was captured by the bird yeah at night and they went to sleep so then it was the next morning 
and then um, escaped, found Bubble, traveled, found Baby, Sparko, and then after the river saga, fell asleep. So that was a full day. Yep. And then, yeah, woke up and Sparko was found by mom. Went. So that, yeah, one full day, potentially two full days. Which is a long time to be lost in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. A few hours is a long time to be lost in the yeah. woods. I'd be eating squirrels by then. <laughs> so uh, what are some of the things you liked about this one? I found it interesting. So BMO's like line. BMO is really interesting for like they really have no filter and yeah. really just speak their minds really just like uh, matter of factly. And you noticed that a couple of times um, with. You like your note and stuff like that. But just like uh, the fact that they just, you know, BMO just is BMO and, and was like, yeah, I really like these people around me and I want to be friends with them. I also see this, you know, helpless creature. I want to help it and have, you know, take care of, but was kind of oblivious to some of the other important things around them. Yeah. Interesting. I, I thought the arc of the bubble was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Tell and me it, more. Because like I, throughout the episode, I was, I was guessing, I was like, what's what's the, the catch going to be with this bubble? Like why it doesn't remember where it's from? I thought it was going to be something goofy. Like turned out it was like a fart or something. Ah, <laughs> or like that would it was be like a bubble from like a baby's lips or something. And the fact that it's just like, oh, no, I was air. And I've been trapped in this bubble this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk that about cool. that, though. The air makes and this is my favorite line. So I'm going to skip to that really quick. But it says, I've been trapped in a bubble so long, I forgot who I am. Mm -hmm. That was such a profound statement. Sounds like a metaphor. Yeah, right? You love metaphors. Um, (laughs) But seriously, like, it. so we have, like, this, how often are we trapped, whether by our own making or by another, like, by something else that we can't control? And we just, like, forget fundamentally who we are. Yeah. I mean, I know I experienced that in my life in a previous relationship and just like lost myself. And then I found you Thank and you. remembered who I was. And it was just really cool. Um, but like even in our work life or school life, or we set these standards on ourselves or we, you know, force ourselves to be something that we're not. Um, because we think that there's these expectations or we either perceive or there are expectations and we just, you know, it goes beyond this is hard and I have to work hard for it. It's, this is not what I want. You yeah. Know? I totally get that. And I think it's a great metaphor. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts about that? No. I didn't like the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me everything. That. It's just so gross and giant and pink and ugh. Yeah, it wasn't really. Um, it was hot pink in hue. <laughs> it reminds me. You remember like the snail episode? Uh, yeah. Not the snail. Uh, the slug. I thought you guys were heroes. I <laughs> You remember how I was like, yes. this episode was just so disgusting to me. <laughs> That's kind of how it felt when the baby was in the picture okay. in this one. That's fair. But uh, all in all, I think story-wise, the episode's actually really good. And again, like you said, the animation style on this one was um, very unique to this episode. At yeah. least I think so. Yeah. And uh, I loved the journey that they went on. I thought the river scene was great. The more I think about this episode, the more I like it. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote that um, it reminds me of the movie Homeward Bound. Yes. But instead of dogs, it's a Game Boy, a bubble, and a gross baby. <laughs> yes. Yep. That's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> um. Okay, Matt, what was the snail? The snail was right in front of the log, which is um, sounds obscure. It's 
an image of um so Bimo, the baby and bubble are all like just outside the river and you can see the snail to the right under a log it's actually pretty well hidden i didn't catch it during the episode it was part of the domino effect yeah yeah and i didn't see either no fill face no fill face i already said my fave line what was yours my favorite line was oops i wasn't listening to your story and that's bimo uh talking to bubble who's trying to tell you know bubble's story yeah i was like "Mm, i'm not listening (laughs) i was like oh okay i can totally relate to that (laughs) when people go on for a bit i'm like i start spacing out I wonder how often you space out when I'm talking to you. Not very often. <laughs> I mean, I space out when you talk to me sometimes. I'm like, oh, shit, I just forgot. I did not listen to everything he just said. Oh, it's okay. I, I do tend to space out, though. Yeah, I'm a okay. spacey person. Yeah, it's all right. It's real good. If it wasn't for the magic of editing, you'd hear sometimes I just kind of like go silent for a minute and then start talking again. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you hear somewhere me? else. I just snap my fingers. I'm like, hello, hello. I'm like, oh, yeah, the podcast. <laughs> um okay do you want to give your impression sure hey man it's safe in here you can hide in here <laughs> it's that the is... worm that's trying to help bebo out at the beginning i wonder what that story would have been like yeah yeah the, if 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 bebo didn't find bubble and fall like what would that what would that adventure be like yeah i'm curious too i want to see um alternate universe version of this episode yes. where bebo goes with the worm the overexcited worm Matt, you should write and animate that. I would love to. What's your impression? I don't know how to do this. Those are my homeboys. They're close to my home. Nice. Is that um? That's Bimo. Bimo. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were going for. There. I like it. I know I'm the best. It kind of sounded like Cleveland from Family Guy. In a fun way. Yeah. We got some trivia. Trivia. Cue the song. It's trivia time. Trivia. Trivia. Kick it. Kick it. <laughs> that's totally. That's not smoke on the water. Okay, no, you. What you started saying was. <laughs> So I just skipped a couple of bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> it's still generally the same. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, okay. I'm going to go ahead and start on trivia. You can hang on the song. We've if got like. so much trivia for this one. No, we don't. No, we don't at all. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot of trivia. I was really surprised. Um, I figured there was going to be a especially, lot of this Especially one. being a BMO episode and BMO is like this beloved character among uh, Adventure Time fans. And so I, I expected more, but there wasn't. So that was that was interesting. Yeah. Um, this is the first time BMO's batteries are shown. Oh. Mm. Episode connections. So the bird that flies out of the woods when BMO, Sparkle, and Bubble are Sparko. on Sparko are on the bridge resemble the birds that appear whenever Sir Slicer would show up in Blood Under the Skin. Who's the one who bears the thimble? <laughs> Can you do the whole Sir Slicer one that you do? Uh. I love it. It makes me happy oh, in my soul. Which one is it? Finn, you still don't have any armor and your friend's dressed like a lady. So not... <laughs> armor. Armor. I love it. Thank you. Of course. I love Sir Slicer. It makes my eenies feel good. <clears throat> that was gross. All right. Music from Five Short Grables can be heard in parts of the episode when Bimo is walking through the forest. All right. Mm. So cultural references. 
Near the beginning of the episode, BMO falls and cracks their face screen in a way that closely resembles the original Mac OS logo used from Apple Inc. from 1995 to 2001 and currently as a logo for Finder. Sorry, I just had to do a geeky voice because there's a lot of geeky information. Come on, geeky. I'm a geek. Cool. Um, Bebo demonstrates its ability to do the worm, a dance move associated with the 1970s punk rock and 1980s funk music. Funk, I never associated it with punk. Interesting. Funk. Yeah, but it says punk. Oh, 70s yeah. punk rock. Yeah, right? Yeah. In fact, I feel like someone would get beat up doing that at a punk rock concert. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so Bubble accidentally triggers a Rube Goldberg machine, which is an over-engineered machine that performs a simple task in a complex fashion, such as chain reactions, oh. which, by the way... Um, there's a scene in Sonic 2 at the very beginning that Robotic does something like that. It's probably the best scene of the movie. Mm -hmm. The way Bimo says goodbye after having his batteries removed is very reminiscent of the soundbite that's used to play upon exiting AOL. Yeah, I wish my Mac did that when it shut down instead of going bong. Like every time, <laughs> like, ah, like. <laughs> Matt has PTSD from closing down his Mac. <laughs> it's so loud. So when Bubble is telling Bebo that Sparkle may become a sexy hitman. Sparko. Sparko. A face with a wool hat is shown. This may be a reference to Leon in the movie The Professional, who was a hitman and wears a similar hat. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Okay. You ever see that movie? Nope. It's okay. Yeah, we should watch it then. <sighs> Gary Oldman's in it. Oh. You yeah. like the the G.O. Yeah, he's like super over the top in it. It's a very... Shocker. Very French film. French. Mm-hmm. Love it. I would like to watch it. Oh, you should watch it. It's got a young Natalie Portman. Do you want to hear your prediction? Yes, I would like would to you? hear my predictions. <laughs> I didn't understand what you said. What is happening right now? Uh, <laughs> coffee hasn't quite kicked in yet. So, like, so, okay. so your prediction for this episode, based on the name BMO Lost, was BMO, Finn, and Jake are hanging outside. Finn and Jake have to run inside to get something. <sighs> Due to a rainstorm, BMO ends up shutting down due to water damage. Finn and Jake search for a computer engineer to fix BMO, and when they do, BMO can't remember who they are. And so it becomes a montage of Finn and Jake reminding BMO of their likes, loves, passions, etc. So, uh, creativity, does it sound like you put some effort into it? Yeah, that sounds like a great episode. In fact, it sounds like an actual episode that's coming up soon. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be blown away with how similar that is to the plot yes. of one of the episodes. If I'm an executive Adventure Time Corp, would I give that episode a, yeah, a go-ahead based on your pitch? Wow, my words today. Uh, yes, definitely. Accuracy, does it have to do with the actual episode? So, BMO does get some water damage in this one. So, wow, good, good on you. Finn and Jake do run inside. Oh, they are inside pretty much the whole episode. I think there's a rainstorm. No, is there a rainstorm at some point? No. Okay. Uh, BMO doesn't suffer memory loss, but does get damaged. I'd say as far as accuracy goes, that's like a C. That's okay, like C. I'll take Not that. bad. All the characters you mentioned in the episode, yeah. So I did really good on you this. You did. So I'm going to bring accuracy up to like a B minus total Ooh. or something like that with a combined total between creativity and accuracy, like B plus. Yes! B plus. I think that's the best grade since the shoddy rubric has been introduced. <laughs> it's not shoddy. It is sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Team Rubric is not pleased. Team Rubric can suck an egg. <gasps> Team Rubric, I need you to write in about this because uh, <laughs> Team No No is like straight up being sassy. You know, we're gonna get an email like tomorrow with somebody saying the nerve. The nerve. <laughs> 
Okay. So do you want to predict what the next episode is going to be about based on its name? Hell yes. Princess Potluck. Okay. The princesses have what it, the Adventure Time equivalent of a Mary Kay party. They're trying on new makeup. And during for the potluck, they have to bring a meal that represents the best part of themselves. During the party, it gets really hot and the makeup starts to melt into each other, creating a large makeup monster that only Ice King can destroy with his ice powers. He, who is oogling the princesses from afar, swoops in and saves the day. All I'm going to say is you're great on that one's probably going to be even better. Yay! (laughs) I'm excited. Let's find out. Yeah. Should we get on it? But first... What food do you think you would bring to a potluck that would best represent you? That's a really good question. It's also a question to the listeners who want to write in with an answer. Macaroni and cheese? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm not invited to this party. No, actually, my favorite food to bring to a potluck are double stuffed Oreos. Oh, nice. They always go first. Everybody loves them. It's easy to put together. I know some people are like, well, you don't make it. I... You're right. I don't make it, but it's a great potluck thing. And so double stuff Oreos is my go-to potluck item. Nice. Yeah. I'd say mine's probably deviled eggs. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's, okay. I see an opponent. That might just be at total random because I was just thinking how much I like deviled eggs like De- a minute ago. No, but you were, you, yeah, you do That's like a, deviled eggs. That is true. It's a good potluck item. It is a good potluck yeah. item. It's a niche item, but. You know, a good deviled egg at a potluck is. Yeah. Until it sat out under the sun for like an hour and then it just flies <laughs> all over it, it. And then it's just salmonella <laughs> and I'm like, sadness. I don't care, I'll still eat it. <laughs> Yeah, you would. I would. We had devil. Your dad made deviled eggs for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yes, he did. Yeah. They were awesome. Yeah, they're really good. I forgot my dad could make deviled eggs. Yeah, so can you. <gasps> <laughs> you can do anything if you believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Oh goodness. I had more fun talking about BMO Lost than I thought I was going to. Oh yeah, tell yeah. me more. Oh, just like watching the episode again. I was like, okay, this one's okay. Yeah. And talking about it. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of good to that episode. I really I, I enjoy it much more now. Yeah, I mean, so if we're going to talk about last thoughts about this episode, I I think that this is a great like character development episode. We see more of Bimo because frankly, we have not seen a lot of Bimo. We saw some key like Bimo isms in what's the one where they're in the castle and it's Randy Butternubs. The creeps, I yeah, think. Yeah, the creeps. Yeah. And <clears throat> we saw more there. And then we had the Bimo Noir episode. And um, so we got more of that. And then, you know, a couple of the Grables had individual Bimo stories. But when the writers develop Bimo, it's not like the way that they develop other characters in the way that we don't, we still don't get a lot of FaceTime with BMO. It's not mm-hmm. like ongoing development. We're getting like snapshots of BMO. Yeah. And so this was really fun to just have like a centric like BMO episode where we're learning more about them. We're getting to know them and really seeing their characteristics, like characteristics and character. Yeah, it's been a much slower burn for BMO as far as getting some character progression. Mm-hmm. That Like we're far enough into the show now where we've seen some characters change quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like you look at Ice King, like they're oh, they yeah. begrudgingly hang out with him on occasion now, which yeah. is a lot more than you could say Complete at the beginning. Arc. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Finn and Jake have had some changes. Oh, more Finn than Jake. Sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, and like Marceline and stuff like that. But yeah, like you said, like in the Creeps episode, you got some like you see you hear some of the introspective thoughts of BMO, and right. it's like, oh, that's that's really good advice. And then you've seen some stuff like BMO's sense of imagination in right. the uh, BMO Noir one. 
But we haven't seen BMO's real moxie until this episode. Right, right. Yeah. I love it. I think that this is a an episode that maybe we're split on in terms of how much we like it. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, this is this is a really fabulous episode. I think awesome. there's a lot of like the surrounding pieces are really great, like the artwork, the um, supporting characters. Also, I can see it's like this episode showed a couple of things about BMO. The first is the vulnerability of BMO, mm-hmm. right? So maybe this is the first time that they've had to really like, like step out and be their own hero, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which I think we see a, a little bit more of as, as we go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we know that how closely tied they are to Finn and Jake for protection in terms of like brotherhood and in terms of like roommate mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff like that. And like, and what comes with that living with somebody all the time. And then the second thing is BMO wants to care for somebody. And yes. that is really clear. BMO's a, a very nurturing character. A hundred percent. And we, we see that in other other episodes and like that nurturing characteristic which i really appreciate about them and i think that that really adds to their character yeah absolutely yeah we've got like with the pieces we've gotten put together for us now bmo is a much more fleshed out character Mm -hmm. i think also the the pieces that are missing are maybe some of that like street sense maybe like I have a large baby and they're like, oh, we can take care of it. And, yeah. it's, and but there's no concept of what does that actually mean? Yes. Because we safety, saw that this baby's on the verge of death. <laughs> right. We see a safety versus danger. BMO has sense of that. But nourishment and other things like that, that is still a learning process for them. Yeah. Because BMO kind of exists in their own little world within mm-hmm. the tree fort a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't quite get the reality of some things sure yeah like how to successfully take care of a living being yeah yeah absolutely absolutely really cool all right should we get to the next episode let's do it all right princess potluck imdb rating a 7.5 which is shockingly low i like this episode it is pretty low huh um, overall number 122, uh, episode number 18 for this season, directed by Adam Muto, written and storyboarded by Kent Osborne, Cole Sanchez, original air date April 22nd, 2013, and 2.27 U.S. million viewers. Uh, we're close to recording on the date again. Jesus Today's May Christ. 1st. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Sarah's birthday. I got to send her a text. Oh, okay. Okay. Title card is a picture of a, an invite to a princess potluck. And like sealed, sealing it, it, you know, the wax that you would have on one of these old letters. It's a seal of uh, PB's crown. Or at least I think it's yeah, PB's crown. That looks like it. Yeah. And you see some other stuff like um, a cutout, like a paper cutout of Jake and of Gunter. Get some scissors. Yeah. And letters. Yeah. It's cool. There's a lot this. going on. This, this fin, picture tells a like story. It's like a little like circular like fin. There's a fin the, in there? The, yeah, that top one, right at the very top. Oh, yeah. I, d- could, I could not catch what that was. Yeah. All right. It's Finn. I could not catch. I could not catch. Hey, can we take a, a second? I need to get a charger for this. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. All right, thanks. <sighs> BRB. And we're back. Okay, so to the synopsis. The episode begins as Finn and Jake are walking towards the princess potluck. Finn complains that his callus on his ankle, due to his missing sock, 
It's going to ruin his fun and the party. His foot's jacked up. It is super. It's more than a callus. It's like dripping and gross and pussy. Yeah, it looks infected. He really should get it checked out by Dr. Princess. Yep. Jake assures him that they will have tons of fun and that he'll get compliments on his makeup. Finn says he looks like a target, after which an arrow whizzes behind Jake's head from somewhere off screen. Yeah. Okay, so I was wondering about those those arrows, because I was like, that's random. Like, is there like an arrow princess? Right, there's a princess <laughs> for everything, princess? as we learn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's um, it's like a recurring thing throughout the episode, where like, Jake is turned away, and you see this arrow almost hitting him on the target on his yeah. face. Yeah. It's great. Kept me guessing until the end. Yep. So the two arrive, and Finn gets excited about a bounce house. And says, bounce, bounce. Uh, and it turns out to be bounce house princess. Does that mean that there's like a bounce house land? I have a problem with that. It's the same problem I have with the movie Cars. Or it's a car is a vessel. Cars are made for something to go into. So why do these cars exist sentient without something going into them and driving them? Why does a bounce house have to be sentient? Because she's bounce house princess. But like in the bounce house kingdom... Are like littler bounce houses bouncing inside the big bounce houses? <laughs> Probably. Otherwise, why are you a bounce house? Because it brings joy and happiness to others. <laughs> I guess. Do they have to go through like bounce house training? <laughs> Probably. In bounce house school, what do you even learn? Who <laughs> <laughs> who not to invite into your bounce body? <laughs> <laughs> what is yeah right i have so many questions so she invites him in but he declines after greeting uh princess 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 embryo princess and skeleton princess who finn does not seem to remember he's like hey you <laughs> so they approach princess bubblegum and she uh welcomes and asks finn about his leg who explains that he cannot find his sock and that he got the shoe rash so she tells him to sit down and relax and mentions that uh, she's hosting a raffle and the winner of which will receive a secret prize kept in a cooler. Finn then gives her a soda, confessing that it's warm and he shook it up a lot. <laughs> Princess Bubblegum then buries it in the snow, which happens uh, to be part of the Ice Kingdom. The scene shifts to I.K., who is playing with many hair teepees on his belly. He then senses that something has been put in his ice. He grabs Gunter and goes to his telescope, through which he sees an off-again, his off-again, on-again girlfriend, Princess Bubblegum, and his BFs, Finn and Jake, and all the fine princesses that, he, that want to date him are throwing a party without him. He gets mad and goes off to create a plan to ruin the prologue. Yeah, Ice King is hilarious. In this this episode. is really great. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is top quality Ice King. Yep. I love how, like, on the very edge of his kingdom, somebody just touches the snow barely, and he's like, what was that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, like, it's like his spidey senses. Yeah. So Ice King flies to a forest where he captures a variety of rabbits and cats. The animation of the cats is hilarious. They have no noses. They're almost like mm -hmm. human-like faces. Yeah. So he returns to the Ice Kingdom and begins to tie lemons onto the cats, making them sour pusses. <laughs> then he <laughs> checks on his rabbits who are eating lasagna, or as he calls it, lasagna. And tells Gunter to go bake some more. So Ice King flies out the window and goes behind a bush near the potluck. He opens one of the bags and sends out the cats. Finn notices them and tells Jake to check it out. So uh, Jake proclaims that he does not like cats, but he does like fresh lemon and his iced tea. PB notes that LSB now doesn't have to go make a lemon run after all, to which Lumpy Space Princess replies, yes! Mm -hmm. uh, Ice King, seeing the cats did not work, plans to use the rabbits that he fed lasagna... 
to. However, when he opens the bag, he's so disgusted by its contents that he leaves it there. I think it's implied that they're dead. Yes. <laughs> he's like, so much lasagna. <laughs> When he plans to dress, he then plans to dress Gunther up as a princess in order to send her undercover to throw fruit punch on everyone and ruin the party. IK mentions how hot she looks and begins to fantasize about marrying her, prompting Gunther to pull out a taser in self defense. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Great little moment. Yep. <laughs> almost, almost makes me want to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> so he then throws and blows Gunther out the window to the potluck below. So Gunter sees Jake, grabs a cup of punch, and prepares to throw it on him. However, Jake notices Gunter and announces their arrival, after which another arrow narrowly misses Jake. <laughs> so Slime Princess invites Gunter to party with them, uh, which Gunter accepts. They drink the punch and begin to dance when the princesses begin to cheer them on. So Ice King is shocked, falling to the floor and crying dramatically like, ah! The scene switches to Finn, who asks Gunter for one of her socks. She electrocutes him to make him back off with her taser and continues dancing. I.K. wanders around and checks on what Gunther is doing, uh, still saying that she is dancing. Ice King mutters that he should uh, that there should be a law against this, suddenly realizing that there actually is one. He's like, do I have the guts to do this? And so then it shows him calling the banana guards to tattle, saying that the party next door is disturbing the peace. The banana guards pay him no mind, saying, you know what? We don't like you, I.K. Yeah. And hang up. Yep. Uh, this whole time, I'm like, will someone just get Finn a sock? Yeah, right? I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's so gross. And, and throughout the whole episode, Jake's like, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's he's looking rough. Yep. So Ice King calls again, this time in the guise of an elderly lady. This scene's the best. It, it's so good. And it's so bonkers. It is. <laughs> and it goes on for a while. And you're like, this is still going. Yep. So the banana guards still think it's Ice King. So he tells them to hold on while he gets his husband. So his voice switches to a thick, manly voice, stating that they need to shut down the party immediately. His voice continues switching back between the old lady and her husband, and then a pizza delivery boy and George. So the banana guards cut him off. They're like, all right, we'll take care of it. So when they arrive, however, they begin partying, and Ice King is super disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like he had hats, and he was switching the hat for yeah. each of the characters. It like, wasn't enough for he him had just a to shawl change his voice. for the old lady. Yeah, like he had to, like, he was in person. He was like, Amazing. He's putting on a performance. Totally. <laughs> he was living his best performing life. Hey, pizza guy. <laughs> oh, 1259 prices sure have gone up. <laughs> he's like, George, you have money for that? And he's like, I only have a 50. <laughs> he could have gone on all day. It was great. It was yep. great. It was, yeah, I was like, okay, okay, okay. We got it. We got it. I loved it. That's my favorite scene. Yeah. His next idea is to create another party in order to make them jealous. He creates some snowmen and tells Guntalina to go serve food to them who shoves the food trays into their stomachs. Mm -hmm. His radio begins playing another song, which Ice King really likes. He starts dancing with Roger, one of the um, Icemen that he made, uh, but the princesses do not seem to notice him. I.K. wishes he could attack the potluck and magically destroy their party, suddenly realizing, oh, wait, I can. I have magic. I'm a wizard. <laughs> yep. He begins to uh, fly into the sky and drops giant ice uh, lightning bolts near Finn and then rains hail on everyone. Everyone taking refuge in the Bouncy Hounds Princess. That's why they needed her. Yeah, uh, except oh, there for we go. Finn, uh, who, with whom Ice King shoots more giant ice bolts. So uh, Finn then runs and falls on the ground, nearly getting hit. Finn takes off one of his shoes, propels himself off the Bouncy Hounds Princess to Ice King, and uh, puts a shoe on his nose, causing him to fall. He's it's like, not oh, just it any one of his shoes. It's like the, the gross. Shoe. Yeah, the gross one. <laughs> 
Ah, oh, it's so nasty. It must be juicy in there. <laughs> so when Finn questions... We, uh, that's the thing. It's like we all know what that's like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So when Finn questions him, Ice King stated... By the way, this fight scene was really cool. I liked it. Yeah. It's short, but the fight scenes in the show are always so well done. Yeah. So Ice King states that he did this because he did not get invited to the potluck. So Princess Bubblegum points out that she did invite him. And she sent an invitation in the mail. Ice King's like, oh, who reads the mail anymore? <laughs> He's like, I, um, I just pile it all up in a big pile so it falls over. Then I shred it and make it into crafts. So then uh, he asks if he can party with them, to which Finn agrees on the condition that he stopped acting nanners. The party resumes with I.K., who is now happy, bouncing with Finn and Jake in Bounce House Princess, while Finn makes another shoe for his feet. Princess Bubblegum announces that it's time for the raffle. And the winner is Finn, who wins a sea lard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jake is then suddenly hit with an arrow in the head, and everyone turns around to see an enraged squirrel. His mouth foams as he screams, You son of a bleep-blop, Jake! Jake does not recognize him, saying, Hey, you! Yeah, you remember the squirrel? Yes, I do. Okay, because that was, that was a while ago. It was a while the ago. Squir- the uh, the ravenous fan. Yes, yes. So <laughs> good. Jake's ultimate nemesis, and he never actually remembers them. Nope. Uh, yeah. So what do you think of this one? I like this episode a lot. I think it was funny. I love the continuity between the Bimo Noir and I think it, it is Bimo Noir, right? Who stole Finn's sock? Yeah. Okay. And and then this episode, we, this is the episode that connects those. And uh, super fun to see the other end. I totally. Oh, my goodness. I totally even think of that. Wow. 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 <laughs> I have to get you all the way up off my back on that one. <laughs> get all the way up off my back on that one. <laughs> so I loved just how lighthearted and fun this one was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We are seeing those are a little fewer and far between now, or at least mm-hmm. it feels that way. Maybe it's just from like the last few, a bunch of episodes that we've done. But yeah, this was fun. I really yeah. enjoyed it. It's just yeah. a lot of laughs. It was great. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was lovely. Um, I love that. Man, there's just a lot of like little like things that just, again, make it a beautiful Adventure Time episode. Yep. And this is it's just fun. It's a fun episode. It's great. And you get some gross out humor in this one that's not too over the top gross out, like the spider web episode or anything like that. Yeah. You get I think the grossest thing was his foot juice. (laughs) It was nasty. (laughs) But Ice King stole the show in this one. Yeah. Yep. PB was funny in this one. Like everybody, everybody had their little moment to shine Mm -hmm. in this one. Mm hmm. Yeah, I I agree. And I think that, you know, we said a lot during while we were reading the synopsis, but it was just really fun. It's just a fun episode. I think this is like classic Adventure Time stuff coming back. But comma, it is not Ice King, the villain. It's Ice King, like the wounded warrior. And yeah. so um, I think that even though that uh, like PB and the boys get annoyed with him, they still can give him space to just be like, oh, He's misunderstood, so we need to be able to rein him in and remember that he is part of the party. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just like, we'll invite you, but, you know, just take it down. Yeah, yeah. You can't be, you can't be, you know, reverting to these old behaviors. Yeah. I loved Ice King twerking with yes. the snowman. Yes, <laughs> that was hilarious. I just put in my notes, I said, IK dancing, I can't, his booty for life. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, after he stops dancing, he, like, looks away from the snowman, and the snowman's like, come back to me. <laughs> I loved Gunter in this episode. I mm-hmm. thought that was really fun. Gunter just like living living her best life. Gunter's a party animal. Yeah, dude. Again, this speaks to you. They know how to party in Ooh. Yeah. 
People, they love their parties in New that, Yeah. Uh, I've already forgotten. Did BMO Laws start with a party? Was that what was happening? Oh, yeah. No, they were uh, they were watching bungs, bugs who were breakdancing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Almost a party. Almost. There's always parties happening. Yeah, in, uh, man. Ooh. Yeah. Time to get down. Is there anything you, uh, you didn't like about this one? No. I no. think this is a great episode. I wouldn't say I don't I don't think this episode deserved a 7.2 on IMDb. I think this is a better episode than people give it credit for because if you were to watch this as a one-off not knowing any of the backstory behind some of these characters, I think I can understand that rating. But if you understand the 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 back end of everything, I think this story is beautiful and excellent and really great yeah we don't take the imdb ratings like terribly seriously we just add that on for fun but just interesting gauging like how other people generally feel about an episode mm-hmm. yeah i do know it's like a lot of times some of these lower lower rated ones that are just kind of like one-off fun episodes we tend to like a little more than um yeah than they get credit for sure no it's funny to say that because i was like only okay on <laughs> bmo loss which is like a beloved episode but do you, do you want to say how you really feel matt what about BMO Laws? Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was a good episode. I don't love it quite as much as everybody else does, yeah. apparently, but like there's things in it that I really enjoy and things in it that I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's the baby. That's that's all it is. <laughs> uh where was the snail? The snail is inside the oven when Gunther's getting lasagna out of it. Okay. So that snail must be on fire. That's what I'm saying. Like, is this snail? Like magical, invincible snail. Yeah, yeah, it has to be. Unless maybe that's cold lasagna. Maybe it could be. It looks a hot oven though because it's the coils are red. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that snail's invincible. It has to be. It's gotta be like a deity or something. It must be. Maybe oh. some of the like powers of the lich like wore off on it. Also looks like um. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. And Gunter's oven mitts have little fish on them. Oh, Look, looks cute. like anchovies or something. Yeah. Snail. Whoa! 2022. Woo! Woo! No fill face. Oh. Uh, what's your favorite um, line? Gunter, more lasagna. Mm-hmm. Ice King. How about you? Uh, you look like a target. No, I look pretty. Nice. And that's Finn and, and Jake. I thought that was Ooh, great. it's a twofer. Mm-hmm. You want to give me an impression of a character? Yeah. My roll dogs. <laughs> My roll dogs for life are throwing a party without me. I love it. <laughs> I can't do it. I want to hear a redub of the show where you do Ice King's no, voice. <laughs> no. The entire way through. That's no. awesome. Uh, mine's going to be Finn. Bounce, bounce. <laughs> when he sees the bounce house. Cheap. I love how creeped out he is when she's like, come bounce inside me. He's like, no. He's like, no, I choose life. Yeah. Uh, we got some massive triv. Oh, yeah. Kick it. It's trivia time. This episode marks the first time Finn calls Ice King by his initials, I.K. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Some of these things that it's like it says like the first time or something, I always think like, oh, I feel like that's been going on forever. Mm-hmm. So it is unknown why Flame Princess was not invited <gasps> at all, despite being a princess, though another global thread may be the reason. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. PB might be like, no, she's too dangerous. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The promo art shows I.K. coming out of a hat shop where he may have gotten all of the hats he used impersonating people in the episodes. Oh, that reminds is me. That is great. I just ordered a baseball cap that says excellent on it. Yeah. For a regular show. I love it. I'm a regular show guy now. Apparently. <laughs> so this episode introduces a new princess, Bounce House Princess, 
which we've talked about. At some point, IK makes the sound Princess Bubblegum uses to call her Morrow. Oh, hmm. yeah. Interesting. The Morrow is a bird. <laughs> so Finn does his, his signature scream, ah, from Burning Low again, when he gets excited about a bounce house, which turns out to be bounce house princess. And when he gets zapped by Gunter's taser. I love it. The episode reveals that princesses do not have a problem with Gunter and are willing to attempt to be civil towards Ice King. Yeah. Yeah. So this episode takes place at the same time as Bimo Noir, as you said. That's just, I can't believe I forgot about that. It just blows my mind now. Yeah. Do you want to share the aspects of the show that having to do with Bimo Noir? Oh, yeah. So things connecting this to Bimo Noir, Finn's missing sock. And Jake has a lipstick spiral on his face and has long eyelashes, which... Matches up with the events of the former episode as they leave Bimo alone in the house. Also, by the end of the episode, Jake has an arrow on his head. Oh, yeah. And oh, that's Finn right. is carrying the sea lard. Oh, I is, forgot all about that part. Yeah. <laughs> which is how the duo appear when they return to the house just as Bimo finds Finn's other sock. And while Finn is pointing on a makeshift tortilla sock, a grape juice stain can be seen on his other sock. This is a reference to the stain that Ronnie points out during the events of Bimo Noir. Wow. Freaking love this show. Me too. Uh, the can of grape soda that Finn hands PB uh, is a can of Super Pop, the same brand that young Marceline uses to pretend as a pretend remote control in Simon and Marcy, likely meaning that the brand has existed for over a thousand years. Wow. Yep. So the squirrel from the Duke appears once again, shooting arrows at Jake. <laughs> <laughs> IK feeds his party poopers lasagna, uh, like Matt noted, which is mispronounced lasagna, instead of the proper lasagna. This has happened before in a series with other pre-mushroom war words. Bomb pronounced Bamba in Guardian Sunshine. Mozart pronounced Mozart uh, mm-hmm. instead of Mozart. Beethoven pronounced Beethoven instead of Beethoven. And in the eyes, Groucho pronounced Grucho. <laughs> in the gut grinder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the gut grinder. <laughs> Some of the cats Ice King captured and released onto the party orig- originally appeared in Wizard Battle in which they were wizards who had been transformed by Grandmaster Wizard. Oh, cool. Hmm. And apparently this is not the last time we will see Bounce House Princess. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. While Ice King tried to make the others jealous by having his own party, his dance resembles the stanky leg and the famous twerk. Stanky leg. Mm-hmm. So the Ice King translates the common phrase sourpuss and party pooper into live forms, hoping that they would have the same effect on the potluck that people who are described as such do for similar events. <laughs> That's so funny. All the cats end up doing is delivering lemons to the party. Yep. Uh, when Princess Bubblegum places the soda in the snow that Finn contributed to the potluck, Ice King senses a disturbance in the snow similar to Peter Parker's Spider-Man's spidey sense. Yeah. Uh, it's not known if this was intentional. You brought that up during the episode. You're like, it's yes. like a spidey sense. Yeah. So Ice King claims that uh, he shreds up all of his mail to use as cascarones. Uh, which are festive, hollowed-out chicken eggs filled with confetti or small toys and are very popular in Mexico and U.S. border towns for use in festive events. So um, I wonder if on the title card, that's what those egg shapes are. I think you're right. Yep. So I I was going to point that out during it, but I didn't want to be embarrassed because I forgot the word cascarones. (laughs) Uh, It's okay. It's okay. It's good. We all forget things sometimes. We do. Uh, When Ice King shoots lightning bolt. Ice shards at Finn it is similar to the film Yellow Submarine. Oh, okay. Never I seen it. I had no way about that. Yeah. yeah. Beatles. That was a lot of cool triv. That was a lot of cool triv. I liked it. Yeah. You had a prediction for this episode. Yeah, I did. Based on the name Princess Potluck. And you guessed. The princesses have a Mary Kay party. 
they're trying to make up, they each have to bring a meal that represents the best part of themselves. During the party, it gets really hot and the makeup starts to melt into each other, creating a large makeup monster that only Ice King can destroy with his ice powers. He, who was ogling the princesses from afar, swoops in to save the day. So, uh, I love that. Actually, that sounds like a regular time episode, a regular show episode. Play the whole makeup monster and everything. So, creativity, does it sound like you put some effort into it? Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. I like it. Would I greenlight it as an exec at Adventure Time Corp? Yeah, sure. Accuracy, does it have anything to do with the actual episode? Well, we know that there's a party. People do have to bring meals, but not necessarily ones that represent themselves. It's not said that it gets hot. There's no makeup monster. Ice King does the opposite of save the day. <laughs> so that's going to be a D minus. Uh, are all the characters you mentioned in the episode? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's an A on that. So I'll just call it a, a C total. Okay. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to predict the next one. No, because you've seen it. I've seen it multiple times with you. The weird thing is, so this episode ends with like the end credits because the next episode is James Baxter, the horse. But the end credits in Princess Potluck show James Baxter being mm -hmm. animated. Yeah. I wonder if that was a mistake or if that was like a Hulu mistake or if that was like foreshadowing. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't it's know interesting because I swear that's the end credits for James Baxter. Hmm. Maybe we should look on the DVDs that we possess. Yeah, we probably should. Bust <laughs> those DVDs open. <laughs> okay, so before we do final thoughts, we've done personality quizzes in the past of which character you are. Mm -hmm. We're going to do one for what Adventure Time Princess Matthew is. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> That's like, oh, I didn't know this was happening. Okay, so Matt? Yes. What would you like to eat for breakfast? A, a bowl of cereal. Ew. B, a big fry up. C, a fancy croissant, or D, load of toast? A big fry up. Yep, I knew that. Uh, what kind breakfast. of clothes do you wear when you're not at school? Nice dresses. Clearly this is written for children. <laughs> One, nice dresses, crowns, you know. Ooh, bedazzle. B, jeans and a t-shirt. Oh, you know, just laid back. Three, fancy dress. Ooh, fancy you boy. The, you can do like a <laughs> fancy. Or D, whatever is clean, really. Oh, boy. Whatever is clean, really. Yep. I knew that. What is your idea of a perfect weekend? Ooh, uh, hanging out in the park, so. barbecue, and watching films. Mm. Two, cinema and burgers. Mm. Uh, C, just relaxing and hanging with my friends. Or <laughs> four, cheeky Nando's. Cheeky Nando. What was the first one again? Uh, hanging out in the park, barbecue, and watching films. That's absolutely me right there. Okay. What does the perfect milkshake taste of? Four, four different types of chocolate with whipped cream, milk. Ew. I'd prefer a cup of coffee, sausages, fried egg, and beans. What? <laughs> I, I think I'd rather just have coffee than any of those. Okay. What is your favorite type of animal? One, Ooh. a dog. Hmm. Two, I've always wanted a chicken that stared into the distance. That does sound fun. Three, a tiger. No, thank you. Or four, a cat. I'm just going to go with cat. We have cats. I love them. Okay, yeah. I'm boring like that. Whatever. Uh, okay. <laughs> what kind of films do you like to watch? A, drama. <laughs> B, science fiction. Yeah, that's okay. Three, anything with explosions and fire. That's fun too. Or four, cowboy films. Oh, wow. Uh, explosions and fire. I have no idea who I'm going to be. All right, next one. What is your favorite subject at school? 
English, history, Mm. science. Science is interesting. Cooking. Cooking. (laughs) I'm actually going to say cooking. Oh. Yeah. I would have thought something different. All right. (laughs) What are your friends like? A, very polite. Nope. Mm, nope. Uh, B, a bit weird, but nice. Mm. Closer. Yeah. C, cool. Mm. Or D, pranksters, the lot of them. I gotta say. A bit weird, a bit, but nice. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. All right. This week I have mostly, one, practiced my autograph. Two, floated around not doing much. Three, recorded some freestyle raps. Or four, made some toasty and watched telly. Made some toasty lunch toast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And last one. Who's your favorite Adventure Time character? Finn the Human. Oh, no. Okay. Jake the Dog, Marceline, or Martin Mertens? Martin Mertens. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Finn. Finn's my favorite. All right. <laughs> You are Toast Princess. I didn't even know there was a Toast Princess. (laughs) You're a bit of bread with a waffle and fried egg for a hat. That's amazing, actually. You know what? That's fine. That's fine. I'm just going to stay away from birds. (laughs) 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 Do you want to play it? Oh, no. No, I'm good. Next episode? Maybe. Ooh. All right. Last thoughts on this episode. What are your thoughts? It was fun. Again, I didn't remember a ton from this one because it's been a long time since I've watched it. But yeah, it was just like nonstop laughs throughout it. Yeah, it was good. It yeah, was good. a lot of interesting, like, surprise writing in this. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, the whole thing with Ice King, like, having a conversation with himself over mm-hmm. the phone. Like, mm-hmm. just a lot of a lot of goofs. Yep, I love it. I yeah. think it was great. Um, This great episode all around. Enjoyed it. Read your mail, folks. That's yeah. all I can say. <laughs> Unless it's junk mail. Then throw that in the trash. Yeah. Uh, all right, Matt, we got some listener feedback, listener feedback. Oh, yeah. So from Ingrid E., hi, Matt and Amy, my family and I are doing a rewatch of Adventure Time. We notice that at the end of season two, when the lich shows up, Finn's hand gets cursed and turns black. We had never noticed this before and wondered if this is why Finn has had so much trouble with his hand in later episodes. What do you think? Love the show. Keep up the great work, Ingrid. P.S. We too name random electronics after adventure time characters one of the security cameras is called banana guard i love that so much yes so cool because our our uh, security camera is um so we have lady mm-hmm. we have lady and then we have oh, uh bemo and then we have the gumball guardians gumball guardians yeah yeah so very cool i love it also um you brought up the thing with um the cursed hand yes I totally forgot about that, and that blew my mind when you told us. Yeah. So thank you for that info. We had a whole conversation about this on our write-up to Seattle yesterday, and Mm -hmm. just, like, talking about it, like, like that makes so much sense. Yeah, like, has Finn always been destined to lose that hand because of that one moment? Yeah, so good. I'm I'm really glad you pointed that out, because I think that it's, um, it really ties a lot of things together. Yeah, because, like, no matter what reality of Finn's life you get throughout the show, the one consistency is that his hand is gone at some point. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. love it. Thank you for the email. You're awesome. Appreciate it. Appreciate ya. So we got a five-star review from Luna Lovegood. Hey, that's a, that's a little Harry Potter character. Yeah. And the title is Oh My Glob. And they say, this is my favorite podcast ever. This is my first time writing, so I hope you guys read it on the pod. Oh, reading it. <laughs> it makes me happy. It makes me so happy. I've been listening forever, and I'm trying to get all my friends to listen. Hey, thank you. So my favorite episode is probably... Skywish from Season 5, Episode 29. Hey, we're almost at that one. 
you guys have talked about Harry Potter on the pod. I was wondering what house you guys are in. I'm guessing Matt is Hufflepuff or Gryffindor, and mm. Amy's Ravenclaw. <laughs> Team Rubric forever. Woo-hoo! Floop all the pigs, and please keep going. Love you guys so much. Keep up the great work. Hey, we love you too. Yeah. And we actually did take a Harry Potter quiz. I am Ravenclaw. I'm a um, Slytherin. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Matt's actually evil, guys, just so we all know this. I'm this will be really evil. clear. He's he whispers into our cat's ears all the time. Evil, evil, evil. Evil, evil, evil. <laughs> Thank you so much. That review is this amazing. Is great. Thanks, Luna. This yeah, we is really lovely. appreciate it. And yes. When somebody says it's their favorite podcast, I'm always like, that's I my mind is blown. It does. Thank <laughs> you. It really means a lot to it's us. It's so flattering. It is, for sure. And I can't wait to get to Skywitch. That'll be really cool to talk about. Yeah, yeah. That's man, we are I feel like we're zipping through season five, actually. Yeah, we're we're doing a pretty there, good man. job. Yeah, I yeah. I'm pretty proud of myself right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Matt. Yes. Guess what? What? We've made it through another episode of Oh My Glob and Adventure Time podcast. We did it. Woohoo! Woo-hoo-hoo. Um, to our folks, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, catch us on the Instagrams, Twitters, or Facebooks at Oh My Glob Podcast. Um, email us at Oh My Glob Podcast. At gmail.com, mm-hmm. or you can leave us a phone number, uh, a voicemail at 216-260-GLOB or 216-260-4562. And you know, just at oh my glob podcast at wherever, yeah. pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Are you okay there, Matt? Yeah, yeah. I just remember last episode saying, oh, I, I gotta get better with uh, social media stuff. Twitter's where it's at, man. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's where I'm most active. I don't use a ton of social media. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, Matt. Yeah. I love you. I love you. This is a great fun time with you. This was great. This is yeah. awesome. We're going to go do some rock climbing now. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. All right, guys. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.